Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This is the eighth episode and the sixth podcast during the coronavirus. Only two episodes left. This has been so much fun, even during the pandemic. I'm having so much fun entertaining you guys. So a big thanks to everyone who's been listening. A big shout out to all my new followers who are listening as well. And just thanks to everyone else who's writing me. So let's get started. A gentle reminder, if you're not 18 or older, you shouldn't be listening to this without your parents' consent. Let's get it! The drug that's touted by Trump as COVID-19 treatment linked to a greater risk of death, study finds. CNN reporting this. Seriously ill COVID-19 patients treated with hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine were more likely to die or develop dangerous heart arrhythmias, according to a large observational study published Friday in the medical journal The Lancet. Researchers looked at data for more than 96,000 COVID-19 patients from 671 hospitals. All were hospitalized from late December to mid-April and had died or been discharged by April 22nd. Just below 15,000 were treated with the anti-malarial drugs hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine, or one of those drugs combined with an antibiotic. Those treatments were linked with a higher risk of dying in the hospital, the study found. About one in six patients treated with chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine alone died in the hospital, compared to one in 11 patients in the control group. Trump says he's taking hydroxychloroquine, though health experts question its effectiveness. About one in five patients treated with chloroquine and an antibiotic died and almost one in four treated with the hydroxychloroquine and an antibiotic died. Previous small-scale studies have failed to identify robust evidence of a benefit and larger randomized controls trials are not yet completed, Dr. Frank Ruschetska, director of the Heart Center at University Hospital Zurich and the study's co-authors said in a statement. However, he continued, we now know from our study that the chance that these medications improve outcomes in COVID-19 is quite low. President Donald Trump has repeatedly touted that this drug as a potential coronavirus cure. Earlier this week, he claimed he was taking daily doses of it as a prophylaxis to prevent the infection. There have been no published studies on the use of this anti-malarial drug to prevent COVID-19. A few weeks ago, I started taking it, he says. He said starting taking it after consulting the White House doctor, though he did not say his physician had actually recommended the drug to him. Additionally, the study found serious cardiac arrhythmias were more common among patients who received any of the four treatments. The largest increase was among the group treated with hydroxychloroquine and an antibiotic. 8% of those patients developed a heart arrhythmia compared to 3.3% of the control group. More than 1.5 million people in the United States have tested positive for coronavirus and nearly 95,000 have died, according to Johns Hopkins University.
Coronavirus could be sexually transmitted by recovering patient, new research shows. This was published May 8th of 2020 at 2 p.m. Eastern Time by Rupert Steiner. The survival of SARS-CoV-2 in a recovering patient semen maintains the likelihood to infect others, the study warns. The coronavirus disease, also known as COVID-19, could be transmitted through sexual intercourse, a new study has concluded, prompting fears of a new way the disease could be spread. The virus was found in the semen of a small number of men who had tested positive for the coronavirus at a hospital in China. Doctors at China's Shangqi Municipal Hospital analyzed the sperm of 38 men and found SARS and COVID-2 in some of their semen. The study was based on a small sample size, so more work would need to be done to establish whether the coronavirus can be sexually transmitted. If so, this would be a worrying development because it means the disease could be transmitted human to human beyond respiratory droplets and contact. The results are at odds with other small studies also conducted in China in February and March, which did not find traces of the disease in the semen of men who had tested positive for the coronavirus. The research, which was published on Thursday on the International Peer-Reviewed General Medical Journey, or JAMA Network, stated, we found that the SARS-CoV-2 can be present in the semen of patients with COVID-19 and SARS-CoV-2 may still be detected in the semen of recovering patients. This study is limited by the small sample size and the short subsequent follow-up. Therefore, further studies are required with respect to the detailed information about virus shedding, survival time, and concentration in the semen. A total of 50 patients were identified for the study, which reported that 12 were unable to provide a semen specimen because of erectile dysfunction, being in a comatose state, or dying prior to the recruitment. The results showed a total of 38 patients were enrolled for semen testing. Of those, 23 participants, 60.5%, had recovered, and 15, 39.5%, were at the acute stage of infection. Tests found that six patients, 15.8%, had positive results for the SARS-CoV-2, including four of the 15 patients, 26.7%, who were at the acute stage of infection, and crucially, two of 23 patients, 8.7%, who were recovering, which the study warns is particularly noteworthy. If it could be proved that SARS and COVID-2 can be transmitted sexually in future studies, sexual transmission might be a critical part of the prevention of transmission, especially considering the fact that SARS-CoV-2 was detected in the semen of recovering patients, the report stated. Therefore, to avoid contact with the patient's saliva and blood, may not be enough since the survival of the SARS-CoV-2 in a recovering patient semen maintains a likelihood to infect others. Last month in France, new evidence showed nicotine could be preventing smokers from catching the coronavirus-borne COVID-19, but the data also showed once caught, the disease is more serious if the patient is a smoker.
CDC tips and reminders for coronavirus updated. The CDC is now recommending that people wear face masks in public places when entering public places like stores, public transit, post offices. It is mainly to prevent those who are asymptomatic or those who have symptoms from spreading the virus. Although our current president says he won't be wearing one, because we suspect it's going to probably be orange from spray tan, the First Lady has contradicted him issuing a statement everyone should be following who in CDC guidelines. No face mask? Got sewing skills? Joann's Fabrics is issuing free mask making materials. So just go to your local Joann's or check out their online face mask tutorial on how to make an effective face mask on YouTube. The CDC still recommends that we eliminate face touching and our finger transfers the virus to our nose, our eyes, and our mouth 12 times per hour to eat lots of great leafy greens and fruits high in vitamin D, vitamin C because it will help boost our immune systems. We should also be hand washing. So we should be tripling our hand washing. So if you wash your hands three times a day, it should be six times a day. If you do six times a day, then make it nine times a day but you want to wash your hands properly. And the key is to concentrate on the fingertips and wash for 20 seconds. And remember, friction, friction, friction. We want to still get enough sleep. We still need seven to eight hours per night. We need to exercise at home regularly. We could aim for 30 minutes every other day, or we could do 15 minutes every day. Handshakes and hugs are canceled. So remember, handshaking And hugging can transfer 10 times more germs than a fist bump. So we're going to disinfect our surfaces by using the spray wipe spray method. We're going to improve our air quality by getting a humidifier because viruses dislike humid air. And we're also going to do a namaste. We're going to meditate because meditating is known to support and boost your immune system. All right, we've reached the second half of my podcast where we answered letters from the fans. Our first letter is from a female in California. She writes, Dear Jessica, I am so ready to travel. Do you have any suggestions before I go? Well, first, let me say, ah! There, I said it for you. (laughs) You're getting ready to travel, so you probably got bit by that travel bug. I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere. You really haven't told me if you're going for fun or if you're going for work. But either way, I would say that you still want to make sure that you are being as safe as possible. Yes, we are all trying to make sure that we flatten the curb. But we also have to remember there is a second resurgence of this virus that has come to Asia. So I would say... I would make sure that I kept um, sanitizers, sani wipes. I would make sure that I had um, a little pack that I carried with me. Um, I would make sure that I had three different kind of face masks, uh, maybe something that could cover my whole head when I got on the plane. Because this is the thing. Even with it being as slow as it is, we still know that the airport is understaffed and that maybe they're not cleaning as good as they could. You know what I mean? So then think about when 
it was at full capacity and how short of a time frame those people actually have to clean it. You know what I mean? They got enough time to pick up all that um, stuff in the airplane, straighten out the magazines, wipe down some shit that needs to be wiped down, maybe spray some stuff in the bathrooms, you know what I mean? And keep moving. So just remember that, that, you know, you want to make sure that whatever you're touching on the airplane, that you're sanitizing yourself after, uh, make sure that you're wearing a mask at all times when you're in the air because you are breathing other people's recycled air we don't know where anybody's coming from and I think that's you know the whole point is I do not believe that American borders are shut down so people are you know still flying in and still going out so the number one thing I would say is you know when you travel just be really conscious about what you're touching how you're touching your face touching your hands I know CDC came out with this thing about you know not touching you know surfaces you know coronavirus all that stuff but the truth is even if it wasn't a virus we still need to be being mindful of what we're touching when we're out in public right so I would say as long as you're safe have a good ass time you know what I mean even if it's for traveling just you know take as many pictures as you can to just revel in the fact that you know a little bit of your life is getting back you know what I mean you're getting a semblance of that life right so thanks for the letter I hope you do it. Bye. Our second letter is from a male in New York who writes, Dear Jessica, I have been dating this beautiful woman for the past two years. Isn't he sweet? She is a sex worker. I have never judged her. I know that it is her job and that she is happy with our relationship. The problem that I am having is that she refuses to tell me her legal name. Well, we are about to move in together and I want to make sure everything is 50-50 as well as a surprise, but she is not budging. I asked her why she doesn't want me to know her real name. She says because it brings up the past. Please help Jessica. Wow. Okay. This is one of my first, um, she's a sex worker and doesn't want to give me her name, which is, you know, all right. So, um, let's really get into that. You have been with this person for two years and, um, she has not given you her name and you have respected that. And I want to, you know, give you props for that. And I know a lot of guys out there like, um, You've been dating this bitch for two years and you don't know her name. You're a duck. But then I want to I want to reverse that. You guys be dating bitches for years and they still think your name is Baby Bear or CJ. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there. So that's not really the issue that I'm having with that. Everybody has a reason for why they like to be called what they like to be called. You know what I mean? So um, for her, it could be that that name it gives her strength. And I don't think a lot of people really understand that sex work is empowering work. Why is it empowering work, Jessica? I'm so glad that you asked me that, face puppet. No. (laughs) Um, Sex work is empowering because 
it makes you take your power back. I don't think men realize how much societal pressure women are under to look a certain way, to be a certain way, to act a certain way for your man. And then your first boyfriend tells you you're too skinny. Your second boyfriend tells you you're too fat. Your third boyfriend tells you that he doesn't like redheads. He likes blondes. You know what I mean? Your fourth boyfriend, I don't even like black girls. I'm just dating you to get ahead. And then eventually you're like, well, what the fuck? I'm going to start doing this for me. And sometimes when you are a sex worker, that happens with that because you're able to create a character just like Beyonce creates Sasha Fierce on that stage because she's too shy to actually perform as Beyonce. That's the same with sex workers. That's, you know, the legit thing. Now, I'm a little different. When I got into adult film, I wanted to use my real name because that's how, you know what I mean, transparent I am in my life. Like, it wasn't a shock to anybody when I was like, hey, I'm going to be an adult film star. No one was like, you, Jessica, you. Everybody was like, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, glad it's that. I thought you were going to be a stripper. And it's like, come on, please, stripping, I can't. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I'm one of those rare people who I'm not really worried about my name. But at this point in my life, I don't like to bring up my name because you have a lot of lurkers who like to do background checks and see what your life is and just stupid shit that doesn't need to happen and very dangerous stuff. I think with her, this is about empowerment that she has left her real name behind and she has basically absorbed that person and this is her new life. And I want to again commend you for sticking around. So now the thing is, You need to have a conversation with her, not about, um, babe, you got to tell me your legal name, but now it's got to be about a legal name change. Aha. There you go. If I was going to say, no, she need to tell you her. No, if anything, if you're still comfortable with this two years in the next logical step would be, babe, since you've told me that your name brings so much trauma, maybe we should discuss getting a name change once this pandemic is up right because we know some of the courts they're working but they're not working at full capacity so some of the things and the steps you would need to change your name may not be able to do so so then once you guys have that conversation about the name change she may then feel like explaining to you you know yes I want to go that far I want to get my name changed thank you baby so much you're so um, helpful or she could say I don't want to go that drastic but I do want to give you a reason behind why I don't want to do that now another thing with surprises women we say we love surprises but the truth is we love a surprise if we know what the surprise is <laughs> it's the truth I love a surprise but I love to know what the surprise is so then my surprise face can be surprised that's every single woman even women who be like I love when somebody surprised me right they have called all their homegirls girl what is it did you hear about somebody saying they got a surprise it's just it's in our nature so when you're trying to surprise her just remember that your gifts and the things you want to surprise her with it may not be able to be be you know catered around her legal name it may be that you may have to just you know, push forward with the name that she's given you. And I really don't want you to take this as something personal. You know what I mean? It would be different if she had an ex and he was like, yeah, I know that bitch's real name. I know all her business. You know what I mean? But it sounds like to me that, 
you know, this is who she is now. And she doesn't want to look back. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. People change their hair color, change their hairstyles, change their eye color, change their weight. You know what I mean? Change their man, their house. Why can't they change their name? You know what I mean? And move forward with that. You know, the number one thing is with any relationship, it's a real relationship. So just continue to keep the communication open and continue to keep your heart open and just love her for the way that she is because she obviously loves you for the way that you are. Thank you so much for the letter and I hope my advice helped. Our last and final letter of this episode comes from a female in Ohio who writes, Dear Jessica, I want to try something new in bed with my man. Any suggestions on how to break the ice? Well, female in Ohio, I think it's about that time, don't you? You're stuck in a pandemic with your man, your significant other. Y'all better be spicing this shit up. (laughs) I don't want to argue with nobody. If you're going to be quarantined with me, we fucking... We're going to fuck till we don't have nothing to say. You know what I mean? Like, I want you so tired from being in quarantine with me. you like, damn, they like, man, was it that hard to be with Jessica? No, that bitch fucked the shit out of me. My balls are dry. Like, I want that kind of quarantine. So I feel like maybe that's what you're going for. Usually with um, spicing it up, it's pretty easy. Um, I always tell people... Picking out an adult movie is always fun and then playing out different roles of that if if he's not too self-conscious and you're not too insecure. You know what I mean? Because it's always fun until somebody says, you know, her titties look better than yours or his dick is bigger than yours. And then it's, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Remember that. Okay, so also you could do... Um, strip poker. If you don't know how to play poker, then make it... Um, whatever board game you have at home and for each win he gets or community chest or free parking if he lands on free parking you give him a blowjob you know what I mean like just make it where where the reward in the game would be it's sex or you know a sexual advance um that'll spice it up also I think a lot of people forget the number one thing play some kissing games Kissing games are the shit. And I know you're going to say, well, maybe my man ain't a good kisser. No, but that's why you play the kissing game, silly, so he can become a good kisser. You play the kissing game at least three times a week with that man. He will know how to suck and blow. Yes, and that is a game. Um, Suck and blow is where you put a card in bet- on your mouth and you suck it to hold it and then he has to suck and pull the card. Yes, darling, it's it's a fun game because sometimes you just don't suck enough and oops, our lips meet. So yeah, there's tons of really fun things and the thing with spicing it up I think a lot of people think you gotta swing from the chandelier or wear this fucking harness or you know what I mean like you gotta go Grace Jones with it and the truth is you really don't the thing is if you can be your partner's fantasy and if they can see that you're enjoying yourself while enjoying their fantasy they get off on that shit in such a big way And, you know, sometimes guys will say, you know, I like when you're on top. And I know I hear this a lot from a lot of girls when their men be like, I love when you ride me. And you be like, I don't want to. My titties don't look right in my face. And I'm not really a rider. Just do it. 
because that's his fantasy. And as long as you don't seem self-conscious about it, he's going to love it. So remember that whatever, whichever way you decide to spice up the sex life, girl, he is going to love it. Okay? So let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for writing the letter. Well, that's all the time we have. I need your support, Team Grabbit. If you value the free and paid content that I've delivered over the years, please consider subscribing to my accounts or my official website, jessicagrabbit.com today. If you're already a subscriber, now's a great time to use the tip me feature on this Anchor app, as well as the other sites that I have. Send me an Amazon gift card or refer 10 friends that you know that will benefit from my service. Remember, Every contribution, big or small, will ensure that I am able to produce content in the years to come. One day soon, this crazy era of social distancing and hunkering down at home will be behind us. And I'll be back working out at the gym at 6.30 a.m. and camming my regular 10 to 11 a.m. shift. And I know all of you are having fantasies about getting immersed in some of the -the out-of-the-house activities once again. But for now... Every one of us needs alternative ways to escape. And I aim to be that escape. So long. And remember, be good or be good at it. Until next time. Bye.